Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally as well as how to incorporate fine motor and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're talking that practical help, tips, for motor memory and sensory seekers today with the help of yourtherapysource.com. We talked about them in the past, all the different tips. This time we're going to call it Let's Talk Practical Help, depending on what we're going to talk about that day. So some tips to improve your motor memory. Think about the fact that did you ever find that a child may learn a new motor skill like skipping only to forget it rather quickly? Or perhaps you teach a child a new skill and he or she remembers how to execute it for a long time like bike riding. They say that's called procedural memory where you learn how to do something and by rote, by action, by physical skill, you're able to do it like driving a car also and bike riding. There are many reasons why the body has better muscle memory for certain motor plans. Here are three tips to help children retain motor skills over time. Of course, the first thing is practice, practice, practice. The key factor in remembering a motor plan is to practice. When a child learns to ride a bicycle, he or she practices hundreds, perhaps thousands of revolutions in one bike riding session. When a child practices a skill like skipping, he or she may only try it for 10 to 20 steps. Therefore, the main ingredient to motor memory is practice. But you also have to vary the environment. It may be easy to skip in an isolated room with no distractions but add in a crowded loud gym and skipping may not be so easy anymore it's crucial to practice the skill in the real environment where you need to use this skill when you are able to complete a motor skill or carry out a motor plan in all environments you are more likely to retain that skill over time and then space out practicing different but similar skills. That's called generalization and transferring of skill. We want to make sure that it has transferability and it goes from place to place, from environment to environment. Perhaps you are working on galloping and the child is just mastering. Don't switch immediately to practice skipping. Space out the practice sessions between these two skills. Alter the environment. Allow the first skill to be retained, especially in different areas. Maybe a child is practicing proper spacing between each letter as he or she writes. Don't immediately move to teaching a child proper spacing between words. Since the spacing is a little different, the child may have difficulty retaining the first skill of proper spacing between letters. So I would say if you're practicing the letters, try it in different areas and different formats. Do it on an ABC sheet. Do it on a cut and paste worksheet. Do it with a little game. Do it with a little task. But practice the letters before you switch over to the words because we want to make sure they have that right element. They have that right skill in the right format in the right place. And some sensory tips. Sensory seekers in the classroom. Sensory seekers are children who are usually very active. Some suggestions to help teachers and parents, especially when at home or during circle time or large group instruction or when you're around other people or when around other siblings or friends, begin activity. An activity with a movement warm-up. Depending on the group of students, you may need some whole body activities, crossing midline activities, that's crossing the middle of the body, or simple stretches. When in doubt, proprioceptive activities always work wonders. That's where we get 
the joint body sense, the joint position sense of the body involved. Some examples of proprioceptive activities are animal walks, jumping jacks, marching in place, squats, giving yourself a hug, chair push-ups, and wall push-ups. You're getting those different joints involved in different activities and different tasks. Mix up how and where the students are seated together during group time or in the home and siblings are involved or you have different friends involved, make sure to mix up the seatings. For example, how can they stand? Can they stand to complete the activity? Can they be prone on their bellies, prop on the floor? Can they sit in a therapy ball or the like and switch where they're all sitting throughout the activities? Use visual cues for personal space. During listening tasks, can each student sit on a carpet square or perhaps inside a hula hoop? Put painter's tape, we love painter's tape, we have a whole episode about painter's tape on the floor around the student's desk to indicate personal space. You can also take a break halfway through for an additional movement activity. Try to incorporate movement into the academic or motor skill task to allow for a quick movement sensory break. And lastly, establish a routine that you stick to during each group session. Routine is important, schedule is important. Keeping up the different tasks and the different activities in a day are always helpful and always good. Every time you're leading a group, try and keep the same routine. Over time, the students will know exactly what the experiences are, which may help to reduce negative behaviors. We want to make sure that kids keep that same schedule. That's why there's always the visual schedule in a lot of the classrooms that I see. And at home, you keep up the same skills, you keep up the same schedule, the same thing. The kids also can learn it. When they have different things, it becomes a road, it becomes part of the schedule. So if you do Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, bath night, kids know it. If you do Thursday night, noodle night, kids know it. If they know what's going on and you do Monday, Wednesday is laundry night, kids know what's going on. They know what to expect and what to see and what to think about that's coming about. Join us next time as we talk some more practical help talking about teaching right versus left discrimination here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.